Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of. Today I'm joined via satellite during social distancing, quarantine, whatever you call this, by actor, singer, dancer, and podcast host, and Elite co-star, I don't know, Kevin McHale. <laughs> I feel like co-star is a stretch. Uh, let's call you a I co-star. It's fun to call okay. you a co-star. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's fun. Sure. Um, how how is... far we've come since last time we talked. <laughs> I know. You were last time we talked. You are you have been on the show before. We talked about Elite season two. When we talked, it was in the works that you were going to go, but your cameo was not confirmed, right? Or was the cameo Correct. confirmed? Okay. So, all I knew last time we talked was that it looked like I was going to be able to go to Spain because mm-hmm. Netflix is great, and I was going to visit the set, and that's all I thought it was going to be, and then. I get there, and then, you know, the rest is Elite history. Oh, the rest is Elite history. <laughs> Before we get into Elite, we got other stuff to talk about. Right. Okay, so how is quarantine treating you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I feel like I started before a lot of my friends. So I, I've been here for, I think, nine days so far. So by the time this goes out, it'll probably have been closer to 14. <laughs> but... You know, I feel like I'm on low power mode, like your phone, mm-hmm. and I'm because I feel like it's going to be a long time, so I feel like I'm just trying to take it slowly. Mm-hmm. That's all. But so far, so good. Trying not to panic. How's it going for you? It's uh, it's fine. I, I, wish, I wish I had a yard. New York makes it hard. Everyone says, oh, you can go outside and keep your six-foot distance, but I'm, you know, I'm already a hypochondriac, so this is not a good time for hypochondriacs yeah. or anxious people, as I, I'm sure a lot of people know. I, Yes, I I relate to that. I do feel lucky, though, being in L.A. because there are hikes and things, and people here don't interact anyway. So I feel like it's a much easier place to be self-isolated because we pretty much already do that. Yeah. It's a beautiful day, though, in New York. I know that it's kind of... It's not so great in L.A., right? The weather's been bad, cold, rainy. It has been bad, which actually, the first couple days of this, it made it sort of fun because it was like, oh, it's raining and cold and cozy. Like, this is all cool. And then the sun started to peak out today, and you're like, oh, this isn't that great because I have to stay in here and not actually (laughs) go out and enjoy that weather. It's literally the first day of spring as we record this. And I think it's like 60 degrees out right now. The sun is shining. It is beautiful. And everything oh. is close and I can't go outside. But you know what? It's all for it's all for a good cause. Mother nature. <laughs> really, really, you know, sticking it to us today. Mm-hmm. What have you been watching while, you know, social distancing? What have you been watching, reading, listening to? Like, doesn't have to be Netflix. Let's broaden it up during quarantine. Well, I, I actually, I, well, I finished season three of elite Mm -hmm. and that's the truth i (laughs) i started lock and key Mm -hmm. okay on netflix i've watched a lot of news but i'm trying to reduce the amount of time i spend doing that Mm -hmm. i finished one book i've started two others all right i finished a book called the amazing adventures of cavalier and clay oh yeah it's a good book yep it is and i just started the great believers Oh, I haven't read that. I've That's like been on my list to read for like a year and I haven't read it. Same. And so w- one of my best friends and I, we have a book club and we're like, you know, let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. It seems like a t- it seems like a tough one, right? Well, that's why we were sort of putting it off. We mm-hmm. read a lot of gay fiction. <laughs> and yeah. We're like, eh. 
and we were trying to avoid because I think a lot of gay stories revolve around AIDS, understandably. Mm-hmm. And I think we were trying to like give ourselves some time before we got into that. There's other stories. And everything we've read or seen up to this point always usually has some aspect of AIDS involved. But I mm-hmm. keep hearing so many incredible things about this book. So we're like, let's just read it. Let's tackle it. That's a good idea. I just read a good, if you want gay fiction that's not like depressing and dreary, a little sad, but sort of just like in any in the ways any like novels about people are sad. Mm-hmm. Real Life, it's really good. It's by, I think the author's name is Brandon Taylor, and it's new, and it's gay, and it's good. It's called Real Life? Real Life. Yep. Oh, that's I will good. write that down. That's good. Thank you. Anything else you've been watching? Anything fun? How's the podcast going? Any good podcasts? I mean, I have been watching Glee again because of the podcast. <laughs> because of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, still going strong, I see. You're still releasing the episodes. Yes. All actually, right. I guess since last time we talked, yeah, it's now become a Glee recap podcast. So mm-hmm. we're rewatching all of it. And so far, we've done the first, we've recorded the first 13. At the 11th episode is going to come out this week. Okay. But that's also been like weird and fun to watch that again. I mean, it's some of it's difficult to watch again. <laughs> You're like, oof, what were we doing? But it, it's it's been nice and nostalgic. How, when, have you, had you ever watched the entire season in full before this? Or is this the first time you've like done a straight rewatch? It's the first time I've done a straight rewatch since it was actually on right. for the first time. Oh my gosh. And you're doing yeah, okay? So it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's been all right. Some of the episodes are like, oof, this was not good. And then <laughs> some of the other ones are like, oh, this I like this one a lot more than I remember liking it back then. Yeah. So it's been surprising. That, what's your favorite episode that you've watched so far? I actually think there's an episode called Ballad in the first season and mm-hmm. I remember really disliking it when I when it was first on because I thought it was so strange and weird. And now I get the sort of the uncomfortable, strange humor of it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I really, really okay. like it. I also like um, sectionals, which is like the sort of the mid-season finale when we didn't know if we were getting picked up for the full season. It's episode mm-hmm. 13. And that one is just... I, I loved it when it was on, and I still love it. Glee's on Hulu, isn't it? Like, you, every, people can watch Glee very easily, can't they? Oh, no, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, even yeah. better. <laughs> Glee is on Netflix. Yeah. All right. It is. It's been Amazing. this weird thing, because we've had the people come on the podcast, some of the crew and cast, and they've all said the exact same thing, that it has this sort of second life on Netflix, because mm-hmm. like, young kids are coming up to all of us again, and it's all purely because of Netflix. That's wild. I mean, it's like it's like its own version of Friends in a way. The teens love I mean, sort the of. teens <laughs> the teens love stuff that's like a little bit before their generation. I guess so. True. I yeah, guess. that's why it surprises me that people watch it. I'm like, really? Yeah. You like this? There's so many good teen sh- like current teen shows. I also think there must be something about like not to speak for teenagers, but <laughs> I feel like there must be something about like even if it's not necessarily older because Glee isn't even an old show, um, especially compared to Friends. But I think um, the fact that shows uh, have been completed, like a show with a series finale, like you know exactly how long it's going to take you to finish from beginning to end. That's true. You know, there's no there. You know, there's nothing yeah. coming. Like there must be something nice about having the finale there. Like that might that might be appealing yeah. to anyone, not just teens. So it's like, oh, I can totally. watch this but complete I think- thing. 
teens too that have sort of grown up now with the binge watching culture where mm-hmm. it, it is nice to have a finite amount of episodes mm-hmm. and know that you're like approaching the end yeah they like a goal yeah maybe maybe during <laughs> quarantine i keep telling myself i'm gonna watch like the sopranos finally exactly i'll, I'll probably watch the west wing again <laughs> yeah i've never watched it <gasps> you should that's what everyone says. It seems like it's almost, you know, too optimistic at this point of a show. I guess you're right. It, it is very optimistic. <laughs> Isn't it about a, like a government that functions really well? <laughs> yeah, they function pretty well. And they say the things that like you want to be said and the government now, but probably are never mentioned. <laughs> Could could be a little triggering. Is that on Netflix or Hulu? I should really I should really do just do the quick Google to find um, out. But I know it's I somewhere. I think that's on Netflix actually. Yeah, yeah. Wow, all these great things are working in my favor right now. <laughs> Let's start talking about Elite. I finished season three as well. You finished season three. What did you think? I mean, <laughs> I loved the final episode. I have mm. to say. Um, yeah. I did sort of have the feeling of, oh, they're really sort of like wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like a really big conclusion. Like I was reminded of when we were finishing Glee of how they're sending, like, oh, these characters are going some geographically going someplace far off. Yeah, these people, this character's dead, per usual on Elite Day, <laughs> and. You know, it just felt like a, a reset almost, like they were just teeing it up. But it did feel, or and I think you and I talked about this before, where as big and like camp as the show can feel, as soapy as the show can feel, I think it's the best episode in the entire series so far mm-hmm. where there's real emotion. And I'm assuming that's probably because... I mean, it looks like, I don't know, but a lot of them won't be back for the next season. And I think you have that like real life journey because the show has obviously become like a global phenomenon and Mm -hmm. they've all become massively famous and have probably bonded through this experience. And there are a lot of really great, nice emotional moments for every character and for Mm -hmm. that friend group collectively. And it was nice to see that groundedness even though it was sort of revolving around this crazy murder. <laughs> it, to me, it felt like as if the first three seasons were just the first season in a way. Like it was all yeah. finally, finally. Everything this, passed this prologue. <laughs> everything has been reverberating from the first season, that first murder. And now instead of having another cliffhanger, they actually ended with a little bit of closure. And there is a cliffhanger, like you said, because people are moving and it's like, well, these relationships continue. But in a way... And I know it's coming back. I think it's been confirmed that it's definitely coming back for another season, maybe two. But in a way, it it could have been the series finale, and I think people would have been very satisfied. Like it totally. it ties it it ties the stuff up that we've been wanting to get tied up for three seasons. Definitely, like I felt completely satisfied with the ending, and that doesn't happen with a lot of no. endings of shows. No. That, and that scene where they're revealed to be like working together and have each other, having each other's backs was yep. almost was very moving in a way. Like I didn't cry, but I felt like if I were in maybe another state and maybe like catch me in week five of quarantine and right. I may have cried <laughs> yeah. during that scene. But it was really nice. And it was like you said, it was 
really impressive to see a show that spends so much of its runtime like not trying to shock you but like surprise you with all of the things it's you know willing to do yeah i mean in all the manipulation and backstabbing mm-hmm. that and it happened i feel like they did you know foreshadow that a bit throughout the season where especially like with the Endare storyline where and lou like sprinkled mm-hmm. throughout the season where they were doing considerate and thoughtful things for other characters that felt out of character because that wasn't how the show normally operated. And every time Mm -hmm. one of those little things would happen, I would scream at my TV. I'm like, this is so sweet. (laughs) It really was so sweet. And I still don't know how I'm supposed, like, is it okay for me to, you know, not be furious at Carla or, you know, even, even Polo, I was sort of like, Oh, sort of sad when he died. Like somehow the the beauty of it. The show yeah. lets you go in and out of thinking people are villains and thinking people are completely unforgivable. Like, in many cases, actual murderers. Well, th- I mean, the whole thing is, like, toying with, like, moral ambiguity. Of, it's like, mm-hmm. is this yeah. okay? And the skill of actually, again, you you start to feel, for the first time, sympathy for Polo for one scene. And then, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, and there's something that kind of happens where the because it's a teen show, the show's biggest villains are typically the adults. You know, like especially in this season, like the adults are the ones who kind of fucked up the most. Totally. And I was sort of realizing that as this season came to an end. How did you feel about the um, Omar and Andere storyline concluding? Oh, it was so frustrating. <laughs> it was so frustrating because. I, I, <laughs> you just, I just want to <laughs> take like, a minute, take a minute. I know there's so many times where I just want to grab both of them by the shoulders and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> stop it. Like Omar, stop getting frustrated by, mm-hmm. and they're like pushing you away and like, what? Like, bitch, don't get up and walk away because he made up this whole fake story to push you away it was like yeah he's going through a lot he's allowed to do some like Mm -hmm. suspect things and Mm -hmm. you're supposed as the one who loves him supposed to be there for him regardless and so it was really it was really frustrating and at first i was also really concerned about the cancer storyline yeah because it just felt like i was like okay guys (laughs) 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 there's already a lot going on with everybody else and now we have cancer where it, for a little bit it felt like two different shows you yeah. had yes. like the teen stuff going on which includes murder mm-hmm. and then there was like the weird like real life stuff which was mm-hmm. cancer even though murder is real life but it felt like a more <laughs> like you know like a grounded like, this kid is really trying to... Something, I guess, that was more relatable to a viewer. Yeah, like, like a John Green is, novel or something. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I felt like at first, which is how I felt last season, too. The first couple episodes, I feel like, are a little clunky. But that mm-hmm. that's bound to happen. And oh, yeah. then once it gets into it, like, halfway through the season, that storyline, I thought, was so good and really showcased, like all the best parts of all of their friend group where mm-hmm. like Guzman kept coming around and he also, is, him, uh, yeah. 
has just become my favorite, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we can get into him. Yeah. But or <laughs> Guzman, <laughs> um, I felt like they really did a really good job with that. Ultimately, and then at the very end of the season, with Omar stopping in the airport, and he and his sister, where their relationship also became really beautiful and mature, right. where they could have had a really big blowout because his her boyfriend cheated on her with him. <laughs> And instead, they just sort of decided to, like, laugh about it and be cool with one another. And then there they are standing at the airport, very love actually, like, right about to go through security and just have this, like, knowing smile. And I thought that was really sweet. And I was like, okay, they're allowed to do stupid stuff because this, again, that last episode just paid off in so many ways. The last episode made me turn, though, because when when the actual Polo does get stabbed... I was so surprised when, so it's not, so Nadia, when it wasn't Nadia stands up, but whenever he gets stabbed and Luce stabs him with the, bottle, with the bottle, I was sort of like, it was just an accident. And I got really mad and I was like, how could this just be an accident? This is so infuriating. And I had this sort of whiplash moment when I realized that like, oh, they're going to turn this into this growing moment for everyone. Oh my God. And then I was immediately sold on it. And for the rest yeah. of the episode, I was sort of like, <laughs> in awe of it. I was just like so delighted by the whole thing. But I do think, I feel like my controversial opinion and maybe my opinion will change. I think Omar should have stayed with Malik for a little bit. Like give New York like a month before you come home. But I understand that it makes it a better ending. It's a much sweeter ending. It is a much sweeter ending. And I was expecting it to go the way you're talking about. Like I thought he would go like, okay, they did the hard thing and he's just going to go. Like that's that it. he would go, and then next season he would come back. Like I, I fully, I fully buy the two of them as a couple, and I, and I do love them together. But I don't know. I, I, I saw it going differently. Although there's no telling what could happen next season. You oh know? yeah, I think it all be in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Let's talk about your episode really quickly before we get into Guzman. <laughs> My episode. <laughs> your episode, episode seven. Yes. I, a funny thing about this season is that one of the central themes of the whole season, which they introduced very early on, is that all of them want to get the hell out of this town. They want to get out of the school. They want to find their way out of whatever situation they're currently in, whether that's school, whether that's, you know, their family life, their relationships, like they just want out or just life in general, um, which, again, the show did a good job of making you think that the cancer thing was going to be the reason that maybe Ander killed Polo because he thought he had nothing to live for or something. Right. Um, yep. But that was sort of this common through line. And then at the end, this thing they've been working out, they've been working towards for an entire season, like who is going to get this scholarship to Columbia? In walks Bill McKinley, mm-hmm. um, the You're iconic <laughs> character, Bill McKinley. Elite's Elite's one of Elite's top five characters. Yeah, played by you. When you think of Elite, you think of Bill McKinley. Entrega el premio Bill McKinley, representante de la Universidad de Columbia. Hi everyone, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Congratulations, we're excited to have you at Columbia. So, first of all, homage to Glee. Yes, that which was is very fun. sweet of them. Second of all, have you done a lot of, like, single episode or, like, cameo work? Because I'm curious as to, you know, I assume that 
you don't really get much information at all. Like how much did you know? What context did you have going into a shoot like this when there's so much going on and you're kind of this like small cog in the right. machine? I, yeah, you are correct. I knew nothing. <laughs> I, I haven't really done cameo work before because mostly like going into this, they were like, oh, you might be in a scene. You'll probably just be, um, like Ray was sort of <laughs> feeding me some information. Like, um, you might have a line, you might not, but we'll see when we get there. And in my head, having been on the other end of it, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't want to intrude. Like, this is their show. I'm purely just a fan, and it's insane that I'm actually even here in Madrid, mm-hmm. like right. visiting it, <laughs> visiting them. But like, let me just like lay back and not get in the way because this is their experience. And I knew it was towards the end of the season. And again, at that point, you know, they've been shooting. I know they they shot the seasons like back to back, so they're probably tired. I was just thinking Mm -hmm. in that way. But I get there and they immediately like take me to a dressing room. They give me the clothing. They're like, what do you want to wear? I'm like, well, I'm like, don't give me options, you guys. I'm not used to that. And everyone was (laughs) so, so nice. And then... You know, all the regular stuff, wardrobe, hair, and makeup, and they take me in there to, re- and I start meeting the cast, which was hilarious and uncomfortable because I'm just awkward. And again, I don't know who's a huge gonna- fan. Yeah. And like, it's all silly. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I was like, how has this happened? And I wasn't sure. Like, I speak zero Spanish, and I just didn't know how any of this was going to go. <laughs> and then. Like okay, so we're gonna go rehearse. I'm like, cool. What am I doing? And I, I wasn't entirely sure. And then once I get to set, I asked of our, I see somebody's like sides with the lines on them, and I was like, oh, I have a line. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and you know, they give a lot of monologues on the show, and I saw during rehearsal how, um, you know, the speech that the two girls give was like a long one and a little i didn't want to come in with my one little line and just mess it up for everyone Mm -hmm. which is always a fear when you're in a scene with other people who have big chunks of dialogue and you're just interjecting right you're you you're only or for me at least like i just don't want to mess it up for them Mm -hmm. and that was my small fear but everyone was so so nice and i thought that was hilarious i again all i knew was that they were getting this award and they were splitting it and they were going to columbia but i had (laughs) no idea of what other context you know what else was happening in the season i did find out at some point during the day that there was going to be a death okay however i thought i could totally get dirt from them like you know just like yeah actor to actor cozy up yeah (laughs) yeah but no Nobody would tell me anything. I spent all day trying to get dirt from somebody. And all I got was that there was a murder. I didn't know who... No, well, that there was a death. I didn't know if it was a murder. Of course there's a death. So during the first episode, I was like, well, Andara has cancer, so that's that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I didn't know... Yeah, I couldn't believe that I couldn't get more dirt. I really tried. I really did. (laughs) Did you get to meet at pretty much everyone of the of the main of the main crew? Yeah, I met everyone. It was And you met Guz- what's Guzman like in person? Oh, Miguel. Just the sweetest. 
so so nice and like genuine, genuinely like I think he wants to come to LA. Um, many of them were like trying to practice their English. They want to. They're really working on that because they want to come mm-hmm. over here, which they yeah. should because so many of them are, I think, extremely talented actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was just so so nice. I probably did. I talked to. I talked to him for a while and to. Um, is it Dana or Dana? Donna, Donna. Uh, oh, I think it's Donna. Yeah, Donna. Um, Who's Lou? Yeah. Yes, she. I mean, she speaks the best English out of everyone, and she sort of. She's a patient, patient woman. She put up with me all day, yeah. <laughs> because I would go always go up to her and talk to her, and she was wonderful, just a ray of sunshine. Yeah, I think Donna is from Mexico too, so yes, I think she's always she been a little closer to like America and like speaking English and stuff like that. Because um, most Which is the, another most funny of the thing, all the little like English phrases that she throws in this season, I was like, it's happening <laughs> yeah. once a scene. It's in once a scene. It's so good. I I actually sort of I was going to ask you. I broke my rule and watched this season for the first time in English. Which I, I'm, I'm not sure if I regret it or not, but there was just like, I, I was really worried about finishing it. And so I had it on and I'd be watching it and then I was watching it in Spanish and then I would sort of get distracted by something and I was right. like, I can't keep getting distracted. Yeah. It's not something you can just like turn your head away from. Yeah. Yeah. So I, episodes, everything but the first episode, I watched it in English and I got to say, it's an entire, I mean, we've mentioned this, but it really is an entirely different experience. The voices are good, but they're not the voices that I recognized. Right. So it was, I had to go through the learning curve again of like figuring <laughs> out what everyone sounded like and who, yeah. Uh, yeah, who everyone is. It was so strange. It completely changes the vibe, but it's still, you know, it's still elite. I do have to say, I feel like, this is a side note, but I was just thinking, <laughs> I feel like the ladies this season, I felt like it was all about the ladies. Maybe oh, it always absolutely. is, but this season really felt like they're taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. And they're also, I felt like, acting circles around everybody. They yes. are so good. I think a really fun thing that they do in the party scene, too, is that it it it's, turns the tables on a lot of cliches and soaps like this because the men are by far the eye candy of this show. And that's yeah. just not the typical thing. And so the women get the meteor acting to do the meteor plot lines. And the totally. men are the ones who are constantly topless or bottomless or like in <laughs> harnesses, a whole yep. scene of just men in harnesses. <laughs> it, it's really... It starts as it begins as this sort of like kind of funny little thing, but it's actually sort of it's like subversive and interesting and like totally really cool what the show does. I I was all about it and it made a lot of sense for what the show's become and mm-hmm. I feel like what it represents. But I again I, I think I'm just the biggest I don't even uh Carla. She is the one. Carla is the one. You said that last year. Yeah, she and I completely fanned out to her in person, and I didn't Mm -hmm. want to be rude because look, I'm let the record show I'm a big fan of everybody on this show, Mm -hmm. but she has a special place in my heart, and when I could find a time to like, like be away from everybody with her, I just whispered, I'm like, you're the shit. I think you're incredible. (laughs) You're incredibly talented, and I love you. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, she. 
I'm so surprised that I ended up feeling for her by the end of all of this. Right. You know, like you would think she's perfectly set up to be this perpetual villain for the rest of the series. And that's not what the series wants to do yeah. at all. I but really I also like, think and, it's how she plays it. Like I, mm-hmm. in some of those scenes with Samuel where she literally, every time she turns around, she's making a different face. And I was like, okay, if somebody, a less talented actor was doing this, this could come off really sort of hokey. And she was mm-hmm. doing it in such a way where I was like, I'm not even questioning this. Like, I feel for her in this sort of absurd scene right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's why every time, you know, when it gets to the end of the season, you do feel for her because she right. is so good. She, she really is. There are a lot of reasons to want the show to go on forever, but a reason to understandably and politely want the show to end is to see what all of these people do next. True. They could all become not even just Spanish, but like international like movie stars if they wanted to be as well. Like they're I will all be shocked so magnetic. Like yeah. that's how I I think especially like she's up there. I feel like there's a there's a group of them that should just take over the world and <laughs> I hope she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you, so how do you see Bill McKinley coming back into play in season four when people are at Columbia? Well, I think, you know, Bill McKinley <laughs> will have a big presence at the university. You know, he's not just traveling the world, mm. giving out scholarships, which checking also in. was absurd. Like, how does that work? If Polo's mom's paid for the for scholarship, it. why is someone from the university? Yeah. I don't get it, but I'm not you, questioning you, it. You had no business being there. You know, it didn't, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, they flew you out. Polo's mom, she's extravagant. She flew yep. you out for no reason. She put you up Look, in a nice hotel. A lot of those characters have no business being in a lot of the places they are, but they hear mm-hmm. and see everything. <laughs> yeah. God, Polo's mom. I, I laughed so hard when Polo's moms walked in on their like pool threesome. And just, oh my God. Everyone has just the most the calmest attitude towards anything like remotely sexual that's just like so fun and like nice to see yeah it's nothing is ever shamey and also i i can't help but laugh every single time someone is like hooking up with or fucking like just beyond an open door like everyone on the show is just yes. immeasurably horny to the extent that they cannot wait <laughs> they like they're always they're always within earshot they're always just behind an open doorway <laughs> And it's like, you've spent three seasons getting caught <laughs> doing this stuff. Yeah. What are you going to learn that you can't go to the club, the like magical club, right. and just go into an alleyway that's extremely well lit? Yep. I was also like, okay, so you get caught by your moms and you get out of the pool with um, all your equipment probably <laughs> in full effect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in hey, guys. Effect. Like, what? We're in love, and this is a relationship, and how dare you, moms? Yes, and here is my boner. Like, what? (laughs) But when he reveals that he killed Marina to his parents at the end of the series, the adults just seem like the most... The more I think about it, like, the adults are the worst in this show. Oh, the worst. Especially them, though. At least there was... The one mom was sort of like, no, 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 listen. (laughs) (laughs) He's telling us something real. Every adult is terrible. They're great, by the way. I bonded with them probably the most. Oh, out you of did? All the parents. Uh. All the parents were wonderful. And they're all doing a billion things. Mm-hmm. Um, the principal, um, she's in about 8,000 different productions, film and theater wow. and television. Like They are all hustling. 
God. I kept, I, I kept thinking of her them. as Spanish Sigourney Weaver. Every time I saw her, I was like, <gasps> you're a working girl. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm on her IMDb right now, and it is packed. Like you yeah, said, oh my she's God. Busy. She's she is a busy, busy. woman. Oh, God, she's in Money Heist, too. Duh, of course. I knew that. She's in Money Heist. I feel like half Again, of them are. You gotta watch Money Heist. It's so good. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Samwell's brother is a main character in Money Heist. Right. Um, and Which is he's, why he's in oh. exile, running from the law. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They had to write him out a little bit. Like, and he can't FaceTime either. He, like, always has to be on the phone only. Like, there's no there's no video here. Nope. Um, <laughs> before, before I let you go, I, I'm sure that, you know, 90% of the people who have listened to this entire episode have watched Elite because they didn't want to be spoiled. But for those people who have not, I think, like, just, like convince people why they should watch elite why is it such a good show why is it worthy of people's obsessions elite takes what you think you know of a teen drama and makes it hotter (laughs) (laughs) sexier i think a lot of times better acted and Mm -hmm. has the craziest storylines and i feel like mixes all of the best genres in one thing where it doesn't even feel like it's just taking place in spain like this could sort of be anywhere it feels like a global teen show and it just as you and i have said before murder sex drugs and sometimes school (laughs) and sometimes school very little school in this season even less school than before very little school and well they were busy trying to get into their next school you know where they will also do little work and th- there was one thing that somebody mentioned, I think, on Twitter to me after our last podcast about this, mm-hmm. and I did feel like we did not talk about it enough, and we didn't talk about it at all. But I feel like my favorite couple coming out of the show, and this is all I want to say about them, is Guzman and Nadia. Like, oh, they are yeah. the the truest, and yeah. I feel like that love is the best and realist, and I... I just, I want it to work out. <laughs> yeah. We always love when a villain redeems themselves and then yes. becomes a good guy. Like, Guzman was such an awful person for so long, and now he's yep. just, like, a sweetie. He's a little teddy bear. Yeah. You love, you love Guzman. He cares about everyone. Yes. And Ugh, he forgave and Polo. Ugh. He forgave Polo. The last <sighs> thing Polo saw on this planet was Guzman. We should all be so lucky, I guess. Was that hot man holding him? <laughs> Um, I will say though, it, I feel like last, last season, I, I keep finding new reasons to keep us talking. I will end this, I promise. But last well, we season we were going. talking about how the show kept upping the ante in terms of like wild stuff, like wild, um, I don't know, TV cliches to introduce right. or like just shocking things like incest and whatever, mm-hmm. more murder, whatever. There was less of that in this season, but it was still really exciting like it still felt yes. shocking it didn't really need to up the ante in terms of those sorts of like violent gratuitous like sexual things like it was now it just is what it is and it's exciting regardless i completely agree with that and didn't think about it and it, because i think yeah. it was more sort of character based where now that we know these characters and we're seeing them change and mature hopefully mm-hmm. and i agree it was definitely not any less exciting yeah and it felt like they when you do, I feel like when you do a lot of extraness, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like you could be um, dumbing it down for your audience. And yeah. I, fe- I felt like they did not do that 
this season because I don't know. the audience is smart and we've all grown to like love these characters. Yeah. Take it from two extremely smart people. That's Elite. right. Elite is for smart people and it's very, very good. And thank you, Kevin, for coming on to talk about this again. Enjoy quarantine. You too. Good Stay luck safe. doing everything. You too. Bye, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Bye. Elite Season 3 is streaming now on Netflix. A great quarantine watch, if you ask me.